Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Sasquatches, lake monsters, and chupacabras. They've been spotted in our forests, oceans, and even our cities. But what are they? Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where this week we're investigating the creatures known as cryptids. Throughout this episode, we'll be discussing the various types of cryptids that have been reported around the world, from Bigfoot and the Chupacabra to the Loch Ness Monster and beyond. We'll also be chatting to cryptid expert Megan Deverson to find out more about her travels across the world to find them. So, what is a cryptid? Cryptids are animals that cryptozoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild, but are not believed to exist by mainstream science. These mysterious creatures have often been the subject of folklore and legend and have captured the imaginations of people for centuries. So, some well-known cryptids include... Some of them obviously you'll recognise Bigfoot or Sasquatch, and that's a large ape-like creature that's said to inhabit the forests of North America. The Loch Ness Monster, a serpentine or reptilian creature that is rumoured to inhabit Loch Ness in Scotland. And if you cast your mind back quite a long way now, one of the guests on our podcast was, uh, I think he was a, a marine biologist. And he actually said, after I interviewed him, I was desperately trying to convince him that the Loch Ness really did exist and he wasn't having any of it. Absolute non-believer a sceptic, and almost laughed me off the airwaves. The chupacabra. Now, this is a creature said to inhabit parts of the Americas, known for attacking and drinking the blood of goats and other livestock. Now, we've talked about the Skinwalker Ranch and all the weird and wonderful paranormal things that have been experienced there. But one of the things, of course, what it's famous for, is the livestock and how it's Bizarrely, a lot of the blood is sucked out of these animals or they seem to be burned or it's really, really weird. Could the chupacabra be responsible at the Skimwalker Ranch? The Jersey Devil, a creature said to haunt the pine barrens of New Jersey, described as a flying hooded beast with wings. 
the Mothman, a humanoid creature with wings that is said to have been sighted in West Virginia. Now, as with ghosts, I always say, seeing is believing, don't I? So all these people that are seeing ghosts, and as I know, you probably have experienced paranormal activity. So all these people over hundreds of years that have um, cited, witnessed, written about cave drawings about these weird and wonderful creatures, are they all mad? Are they all making it up? Hmm, I wonder. These that I've just read out to you are just a few examples of the many cryptids reported around the world. Many believe that these creatures are real and that they represent undiscovered species or animals that have evolved in isolation. So do you think it's possible for a creature to exist that we haven't come into contact with yet? Absolutely, I do. There's so much out there. Mouth-watering, isn't it? I get so excited that we don't have a clue about. Have you seen some of the strange creatures that have been washed up on the beaches? If you look on social media, there's some fantastic photographs. Whether they're doctored or not, I don't know, but it's really interesting. But these creatures that are on the beach, they look like aliens. And I bet those remains are whisked off, quick as you like, for examination. As in our endless skies and its inhabitants, there are creatures on our land hidden away from our eyes. Only the few have witnessed strange and curious creatures, and that's an experience that they themselves will never forget. And the sad thing is, when they come out and tell their story, they get a look of, they must be mad, must have imagined it, she's off a rocker. And so, to save their embarrassment, a lot of people keep quiet. I completely sympathise with this as I've had those looks for 20 years. Did you know something? I was actually um, told to stay in the car once when I dropped a friend off because her mother was a devout Catholic and thought that I'd bring demons into the house. I sort of felt like I'd got really bad BO, to be honest, but I didn't. Anyway, back to cryptids. But deep down, I'm smiling because I know the truth. I know that ghosts exist and people that have seen these amazing creatures, they know they exist. And I think we've all been blessed with our paranormal sightings. So cryptozoology is a pseudoscience which mainly looks at anecdotal stories and other claims rejected by the scientific community. Ah! Sorry if I hurt your ears then. Oh, it does get me. Our guest this week looks for physical evidence of these creatures and travels across the world in search for them. So stay tuned to hear more from cryptid expert Megan Deverson. But before we speak to Megan, let's listen to this week's paranormal experience from Ryan in County Durham, who captured a whistle in a house he was working in. And heads up, there is some strong language in this week's listener experience. Hello Paranormal Activity Podcast, um, huge fan of the show, um, it gets me through my long drives when I'm uh, driving back from London, back to my home of Newcastle, I just thought I'd share one of my encounters, um, I currently now live and work in London, however I am from the, the 
glorious northeast of England, that is Newcastle. Um, I just thought I'd uh, send a quick note in of one of my experiences. Um, I haven't physically seen one, but there's, I've heard, you know, I've heard and felt the presence of other spirits and stuff. And there was one occasion before I start, you know, before I got in my current job. Now I used to be a labourer for my uh, stepfather's building company, and there was one occasion when we were tidying and cleaning up. Um, one of the houses that we were in that used to be an ex-care home and uh, a, a place where the monks and um, I don't know what it's called like a priory or something where they train monks and obviously there was a lot of history with there with people dying and whatever else and um, subsequently being the paranormal um, mad head that I am uh, I've you know I videoed it going around thinking oh I'll see if I can pick something up to the other labour I was working with and and I said God work and hoarding houses isn't recommended and clear as day there was this whistle and I've got it on video as well I'll send you the video of uh, going and it was a distinctive whistle and I will never ever forget it and it sent you know shivers down my spine but again huge fan of the show and I'm hoping to be coming to one of the live experiences soon but uh, yeah peace out now, let's take a look at his video. You can find this on the Paranormal Activity social channels too. In Portland houses is not recommended, is it, Chris? Are you trying to get a video? Yeah. Did you just fucking whistle? Yeah. yeah. So did you hear the whistle? Well, I can hear it just before the very rude word. So let's have a listen again. In Portland houses is not recommended, is it, Chris? In Portland houses is not recommended, is it, Chris? whistles it's there isn't it especially when you know you're the only one in the building the best i've ever had um is electronic this was a static noise that was actually talking to me communicating trying to use a voice it was incredible and i think you can still see that episode on youtube it was a live that we did at raf Raynham, uh, one of my favorite investigations ever i know i've spoke about this before so i uh, hope you're not <laughs> rolling your eyes and going, oh, we bet we've heard this before. Don't worry, I'm not going to go into too much detail. Now, if you have a chance, try to find RAF Raynham. It was a live show, Most Haunted Live, and listen out for this vocal phenomena. Um, it was extraordinary. Like I say, it was like a static. And every time I said, uh, can you say my name? Yvette Fielding, or can you say um, uh, Carl's name, Carl Beach, it would copy the syllables, but in a static uh, way. Like, <laughs> it was fun. That was a really bad impression, but it, that's kind of what it sounded like. And it was incredible. And do you know, we've never had that since. And I don't know why. Always try, uh, if you are a paranormal investigator or you want, you're going to go off and do your first um, investigation, always try whistling in these locations or singing. It seems to work. And a lot of the time we do get a response. I don't know whether it's my dulcet tones or not, but I, I have no idea why it works, but I'm thinking perhaps it could be tones. Do you have a theory? Uh, if you do, I'd love to hear it. And don't forget, you can send your voice notes like Ryan did. Um, and it's even easier now because we have WhatsApp. And here's the number. It's 75 Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Train Happy Podcast with me, Tally Rye. This is the podcast that helps you have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food, and body image. Each week, we'll be digging into an intuitive and inclusive approach to our health and well-being as we're joined by leading experts, friends of mine, and you to hear more about the journey of letting go of diet culture and feeling good in the skin you're in. It's a podcast for everyone, no matter what body you're in. You can find us wherever you found this podcast. Just search Train Happy wherever you get your podcasts and hit follow. Well, joining me now is Megan Deverson, and she is um, a monster hunter, which absolutely fascinates me. Um, You've got your own uh, website, Cryptid Addicted, and this wonderful young lady travels the world hunting down very strange creatures and mysterious monsters. Welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you. Nice to be here. So how did you become fascinated in these strange and wonderful, weird creatures? I mean, we're talking things like, you know, uh, Bigfoot, um, Loch Ness Monster, um, all sorts of strange and wonderful creatures. Dare I even say it? Do dragons exist? 
<laughs> Some people would say dragons exist. I'm not in the dragon camp myself. Um, well, I've always loved the paranormal growing up. I think my parents bought me a, a book on hauntings when I was 10, which absolutely terrified me and intrigued me in equal measures. And I haven't really looked back. I've always loved animals. And cryptozoology or cryptids is basically the study of animals that haven't been discovered yet, if you ask me. You know, not all of them. Sure, there's some dragons, which are mythical, but there's some there's some real interesting ones in the cryptid basket that could be real. And that's really excited for me. So I've just been fascinated ever since. And how where, where have your travels taken you around the world? Because you're based in Australia. Um, and I heard that you, you went to Japan um, on the hunt for a, a, a mythical beast of some kind. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I love traveling around. I mean, every country has their monsters and they're also unique and fascinating. So I'd love to see them all. But uh, yeah, I've been to Japan, Sri Lanka, Romania. There's some good ones in England, uh, Canada, obviously here in Australia, Scotland. I'm probably forgetting some places. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the one in Japan was called Ishii. And it, it's kind of akin to Japan's Loch Ness Monster. There's this awesome big crater lake and there's apparently a plesiosaur in there. <laughs> so I thought I'd go and check it out. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> and did you have any joy? Did you uh, film any evidence or did you see anything with your own eyes to convince you that this creature could be real? Yeah, well, uh, so I do um, videos and um, yeah, I try and capture evidence on video. Obviously, that is the gold mine. If I can capture a monster on, on video, that's way better than a photo. It's way better than just me saying I saw it. Um, and it's this huge lake. Thank God it was summer. So I, I went in snorkeling with my waterproof camera and, uh, you know, a few stakes flowing around and tried to attract a monster. Um, I didn't capture anything, I'll be honest with you, that was a plesiosaur, but there are some huge eels in there. So I'm thinking probably the myth of Izzy, oh, Ishi, sorry, is uh, probably some giant eels. <laughs> God, I mean, that, I mean, you're a brave woman. There's no way I'd get in any lake knowing that there were even those um, um, leeches, oh, never mind eels. <laughs> Actually, funnily enough, leeches freak me out more than giant eels. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, God. You're a very brave person. So what's the most fascinating evidence of a creature that you personally have discovered? Oh, yeah, that's a cool question. Um, well, in Australia, we have our own Bigfoot. Um, so obviously this myth of half man, half, half ape is like there's, there's a, a, a version in every country, it seems like. Obviously, we've got the American Sasquatch. There's even a British Bigfoot. But we have one in Australia called the Yowie. Um, and if it's a little bit different, it seems to be way more aggressive. <laughs> but um, I've done a lot of research and expeditions looking for the Yowie because they're kind of aggressive, but um, they don't come out in group settings very often. So I, I don't know. I love to travel on my own. I feel like one single human is less intimidating for an mm. animal. So I'm more likely to capture something. Um, but on this occasion, I was out with um, my older co-host, Paddy, and we went deep into this huge bushwalk in the Blue Mountains, which those who aren't familiar with it is just beautiful mountains and then deep crevices and ravines. It's really hard to get in and out of because obviously there's mountains everywhere. Um, it's cooler, lots of forests, not many houses, and a lot of yaoi sightings. 
So we did this huge bushwalk and then thought, well, how likely is it that a monster is going to be on the main track? So we went off <laughs> off track, <laughs> bush bashing, if you will, and we came to this little creek, which is uh, perfect. You know, every animal, if the Yowie is a flesh and blood, blood creature, which I think it is, it needs to drink, it needs to cool down, you know, its footprints will be in the sand. So we had this huge search of this area and we found this huge deep footprint, which was wild. It was obviously barefooted. Um, the sand that it was in was so compact that we were trying to debunk it immediately because we're quite skeptical. I'm quite skeptical and I'm not one to believe in anything just at the drop of a hat. So we were trying to smash our feet to try and make the same depth and like it was so compacted. It must have been such a huge, heavy creature that made this. And then you're thinking, why is there this footprint in the middle of nowhere? Like, what if this is a human? First of all, it's a big human. Second of all, why is it here? Like, what is this person doing in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> so, yeah, I wish uh, that was quite actually early on in my uh, monster hunting years. I wish we had casting material. Imagine a foot cast on my desk, you know, a Yowie footprint. Um, <laughs> but I didn't. I just got video and photographs and I still wonder about that footprint. It was weird. I mean, you must you must have been so excited. I know how I get when I capture some great evidence. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I'm like a kid, so I can. I was just imagining you and your your friend jumping up and down with excitement over this footprint, and I would too. That sounds amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I love any time we get something. I mean, again, there were, I did an expedition in um, Box Hill, in which is in England, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Mm. And they have a British Bigfoot. And again, these huge footprints. Unfortunately, this was in leaf litter, so it's very hard to see any detail. But like in the middle of the forest, these huge footprints. What what is this? You know, <laughs> I love that. That's interesting. Because I was going to ask you about that. We've had a few emails from our listeners and, and that people have been in that area. And quite a few of them are reporting the same um, thing, you know, these really large footprints. But a lot of people have actually said that they, they smell this disgusting smell. And then a couple of people have actually seen the most enormous figure. At first, they thought it was a homeless person, but then when it stood up and, you know, it was full of hair and, um, you know, just, just, it, it wasn't human. And it, they were absolutely terrified. And there's quite a few accounts of, of this particular uh, creature. And I think, well, there has to be something there. These people are not all just making it up. Well, maybe the odd one or two, you know, for attention or whatever. But there's been so many sightings over the years. It can't all be a load of old nonsense and in people's imaginations. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you mentioned dragons at the start of the podcast. Like, that hasn't got many sightings. There are some, but you can dismiss them as just, you know, people making stuff up. But the amount of sightings of these things that are consistent from reputable people that have no reason to make things up. Yeah, that Box Hill area is is very scary. I went there for an expedition. Um, I haven't released a video yet, but it's coming. Uh, and there was a story of a jogger, which you may have heard this one. Yes, um, I, I, yes, I, I read it. The one. The, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? Yes. Um, and I mean, basically, she, there's these crazy steep steps there. They were running up and down, doing some exercise, um, sat down, heard someone coming, thought it was just someone 
walking their dog because, again, they smelt something like wet dog or kind of, Mm. you know, dank, nasty something, moved aside, nothing passed them. They looked back and they saw it. And I went to these exact stairs and I, oh God, it was, that was actually one of the most terrifying (laughs) expeditions I've done because I was there and the light was fading and I was telling the story to camera. And I was like, if something turns up right now, (laughs) Because again, I was alone. I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm gone," <laughs> but it's it's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, is it is it wise to be on your own if you're a monster hunter? I mean, I've seen pictures of you, a very beautiful young lady. I mean, you, you know, um, you. <laughs> I'm just That's wondering. Very sweet. Well, they'd probably pick you up and take you off to a cave. Do you know what I mean? Well, what <laughs> great evidence wise? I'd get. <laughs> okay, well, this this is true, but would you be alive to tell the tale? I mean, is it is it really? Should you be doing it on your own? Shouldn't you have some sort of um, partner just to back you up? I'm just worried for you. You know, you're putting yourself in these scary situations. Yeah. I I mean, it's like when you go hiking on your own, you have to let someone yeah. know where you're going. Wh- what time will you be back? Check in with them regularly. And I definitely do all of those things um, as much as I can. Uh, and you know what? It is a little, it can get a little hairy, excuse the mm. pun, sometimes. <laughs> and there's moments where I'm like, oh, what am I doing? But I, yeah. I love it, you know? I mean, it's worth it. <laughs> I, I, I guess it. I get it. So you mentioned at the beginning when we were chatting that there were some fantastic creatures in England. Uh, obviously, we all know of the, you know, the obvious ones. Uh, I, I suppose the most, one of the most famous ones is Loch Ness. I'm, I'm assuming you've been there and, and tried to find Nessie. Yeah. So what are the other creatures in England? And some of them maybe perhaps we've never heard of? Yeah, sure. Well, um, it's interesting because Australia and England have some parallel cryptids, if you will. Um, There's black panthers supposedly seen throughout England, you know, on the moors. Mm. And there's black panthers supposedly seen around Australia too. And there's um, some, some really interesting cases of photographs of these like huge feline figures in like grassy knolls basically around England. I find them very fascinating because, you know, zoos and circuses were a bit dodgy back in the day and it doesn't, doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem unreasonable that some of these cats could have got loose and Mm. are feeding on all the yummy rabbits. Um, But one of the more unique, I would say, cryptids in England, which, I mean, I'm sure you know a lot about it as well, is there's an old cemetery called uh, Camberwell Cemetery and there's supposed uh, werewolf dog man cryptid that resides in this cemetery um and it's interesting because that sort of cryptid it starts to blur the line of what a cryptid is you know are we talking about an animal anymore or are we talking about maybe a demon a ghost you know some sort of even extraterrestrial being uh that was an interesting expedition because a cemetery is a creepy place. You know, it's one thing to be in a forest, it's beautiful, but uh, the myth of the werewolf is very fascinating. We don't have that in Australia, really. We, you know, we, we're too new of a country maybe, but the myth of the werewolf or dogman is super fascinating to me as a, as a Nazi looking at England. So, Have you, yeah. ha- have you ever been to Romania? 
I have, yes. Yeah, I um I had a birthday coming up a little a couple of years back and it was lying on Friday the 13th <laughs> and I thought where else would I rather be than Europe's supposed most haunted forest, the Hoya Batru forest in Romania, um, it's near Cluj-Napoca. Uh, have you heard of that one? Because it's No, it's I haven't. Cool. How do we, I'm writing it down because I, I find those sorts of things fascinating. We went to Romania and I never forget um, trying to get to sleep at night because I don't know if you found it, but the howling dogs oh my they were couldn't sleep none of us could it was all night barking and howling dogs and there was a obviously a logical explanation for it because after the reign of Ceausescu um you know everybody uh, sort of they weren't allowed to have dogs they all had to move into the cities and leave their farms and so on so of course all these dogs had turned feral <laughs> and there were hundreds of dogs all in the forests and the woods but of course you know my mind a bit like yours I was lying there thinking oh are they dogs or are there some werewolves out there in the forests of Romania, you know, and I was getting really quite excited. So I just wondered, so you had, and did you have any sort of strange experiences while you were there hunting for a monster? Oh yeah, that again was a spooky one. Um, So it happened to be a full moon, of course, my luck. Um, But yeah, it's famous for ghost sightings, UFOs Mm. and cryptids. So what more can a girl want? (laughs) And... (laughs) Yeah, I have done a video of that, that one, which I've released, and we had uh, – I'm a pretty big newbie when it comes to ghost hunting. Honestly, ghosts scare me. <laughs> You're a braver <laughs> woman than I am when it comes oh, to ghosts. Oh, they scare me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, gave it a go at call and response and doing isolation sessions, um, and we got a few, you know, EVPs and uh, even lights, unexplainable lights, you know, they're – the history of the forest is bizarre. There is a complete circle in the middle of the forest where nothing grows. And it's been like that for ages. And they've tested the soil. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no like crazy radiation or pH differences. There's no reason why the trees aren't growing in this circle. And it's the hub of activity. Wow. Uh, and it's bizarre. It, we, you know, we went there and watched the sunset and there are planes that fly overhead and you can see the lights from the city. So as long as you keep those two in mind, anything else we saw we was, was unexplained. We saw lights we couldn't explain in the forest. Uh, we heard voices and, I mean, as you say, there's, there's dogs, a lot of dogs, um, and the cryptids that are supposedly there are these, again, dog men, half man, half dog beast, which, you know, I take with a grain of salt. Um, you see a dog, it's night, it's scary. Mm. Uh, but we'd done the whole night and we'd heard and seen some quite cool things, but nothing particularly cryptidy. And we were walking back, which was a long walk, <laughs> and there was a rustle. We both looked left and there was I, I, I still struggle to put proper words to it. It was bigger than a dog. I would say bigger than a wolf. And it had these, I, I, we were both holding torches and they both went to the left and shined in its face because we were like, whoa, what's that? And it just seemed to have like glowing red eyes, which is such a cliche in the paranormal world. Mm. But I, it was there. And, it, and the person I was with was a complete skeptic. And he freaked out <laughs> and I wanted to get a shot of it with my camera <laughs> and, he, and we just had to like, it was very close and staring at us and 
I, you know, it just, it, it freaked me out, but I was very proud that I had this bizarre, I was holding a camera and unfortunately it wasn't a night camera. So I was just hoping that my torch and this piddly little camera I was holding would capture it. And it absolutely didn't. So I wanted to go oh. closer. <laughs> I know. Isn't that the way? It always I wanted is. to go closer, but I don't know. He, my The person I was with just freaked out and started sort of run walking away. And I was like, this is actually dangerous now. <laughs> so we left. So do you think yeah. that that was a, what do you think that was? A, 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 a man dog, a werewolf, a black panther? I mean, you, you don't know, do you? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I'm still scratching my head about it. And, um, I'm I'm going to do I'm, well. I'm currently about midway through a biology degree because I want to try and bring scientific rigor and a skeptical scientific mm. mind to cryptozoology. And part of that is okay. What did I see? Well, it would have been great if I had a photo and I could have looked at it calmly, but I didn't. What did I see? And what could have that have been in the normal world? A, a dog? Too? It was way too big. A wolf? I don't think there's wolves <laughs> in this forest. And then how do I explain the eyes? I, I honestly, it might have moved into not my territory, into the to demonic world because I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that was. And, and and when you see something, and you you're with somebody else, and they see the same thing. I've been in that situation, and the person I was with was a skeptic. And when you see something, and they see something, and they're blown away by it, you know, one hundred percent. Doesn't matter what anybody says to you or laughs at you or whatever. I know what I saw, and that's wonderful that you experienced that with your skeptic uh, partner. I, I wanted to ask you, um. When you hear of a new sighting, do you get really excited and sort of grab your passport and your backpack and think, right, that's it. I'm going off to wherever, Africa. I need to go and find this. Uh, is that what you do? Yeah. I mean, I w if, if it's a couple after, the, you know, there's a hot spot or there's a surge going on, you know, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but um, also if I just, uh, you know, there's an awesome documentary or a friend tells me about, you know, they went somewhere and they saw something unexplained. You know, I can trust them. Definitely. I'm, I mean, but there's so many and I'm only one person, you know, so little time, so much to see, <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to see it all. What do you think about the, I mean, it's, it's not so, well. It is famous, I suppose. If you get into um, cryptids and uh, you look on YouTube, there's all sorts of clips, aren't there, and footage of all sorts of strange um, images that have been captured on camera. Um, what do you think about that sort of the early uh, famous footage of, of Bigfoot that was then sort of outed as, as a fake, and then it was sort of no, it wasn't a fake. Yes, it is a fake. I, I remember as a kid seeing it. Do you know the one I mean? I can't think yeah. of the top of my head. Patterson yeah. What do you think of that image? I love it. I mean, isn't it fantastic that it's such an old clip and yet it's the best we have in so many ways? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. And I love hearing people's opinions on it. You know, some people are like, oh, you can see the zip in the back or, oh, you can see the muscle definition in their thigh. You know, like it's, there's, there's points in either court for skeptic or believer. Um, I've probably watched that clip a million times. Like I've watched it so many times. And I think it's 
I think it's re- I think it's real. Personally, I understand if people have great. <laughs> so do I. So so do I. Yeah, absolutely. I watch it, and what you, what you have to remember is I can't remember because I'm thinking off the top of my head what year that was filmed, um, and I can hear everybody now shouting at me, going, "It was this year!" And I was, "Oh, sorry." Anyway, I can't remember what year it was, but if you look at the the footage, because I obviously know about film and 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 stuff, you look at the footage and how it was filmed back then. But you also look, if it was a man in a monkey suit, they didn't have the um, amazing suits and prosthetics that we have today. And I have to say that that would stand up today. If somebody had made that today, you go, well, that's possibly, you know, 95% fake because it looks so good. It doesn't look to me like a man in a monkey suit. The, 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 okay, the makeup, the prosthetics, the actual, everything about it is too good for the time that it was shot. That's my answer to it anyway, for what it's Absolutely. worth. Yeah, no, you I know? couldn't agree more. I mean, Planet of the Apes was coming out and if you look at their monkey suits, which is like the top of the top Hollywood budget, it's kind of crap compared yeah. to this. <laughs> okay. And also, if this was a suit, this was in the middle of nowhere. Like what a dedication to a prank. This would have been a heavy suit. I mean, it had, it was a female. It had breasts that swung, which you can see when she turns around. It, that, that's a huge dedication. And yeah, Bob Gimlin to this day, you know, he has no reason. I mean, he could come clean. He still stands by it. And yeah. I think he's credible. It sounds yeah. like anyway. I, I believe it 100%. Well, we we agree on that. Um, where, just to end the, 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 the chat, where have your travels taken you around the world? Well, um, I went to Sri Lanka to look for these tiny Bigfoot people called uh, Nitawo. They're kind of, um, they cross the boundary between sort of ape, primate, human, you know, they, they have sort of Neanderthal vibes, but they're very small, small stature. Um, I've been to Japan, as I said, to look for that plesiosaur, but also mermaids. I mean, Japan is big on mermaids. I <laughs> really? That. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I went looking for mermaids, um, but they also have something called the kappa, which is very spiritual, but also very physical. Uh, it's sort of like a cute turtle-like creature, uh, that lives in streams. And it's kind of got this cute aspect where it's very, you know, kawaii and they use it as a, you know, on lunch boxes and things. But also it's used as a warning, you know, don't let your kids go too close to the stream because the kappa will drown them. It's very oh, serious, wow. very fast. Mm. Um, and I've been to Canada to look for thunderbirds, which are obviously giant black ravens, um, to look for Bigfoot in Canada as well or Sasquatch. Um, I've been to Ireland also has quite a cool oh, yeah. array of things. They oh. have their own lake monster or lock monster called Mucky, which is very a very cute name. Um, and of course, Scotland to look for the Loch Ness monster, uh, which was great. <laughs> so, and, and you've got your own website and, and you talk about you, you know, you video everything, you're out there, you, you've got all your, all your equipment. So can people see your expeditions on your website then? Yeah, absolutely. So we started as a podcast and I just saw all the evidence I could online and I thought I'm going to start getting my own evidence. So I've moved on to YouTube now. 
Uh, season one of my expeditions is out already and we've just released uh, season two, which is exciting. So lots of cool stuff to come, as I've mentioned. Uh, you can go to cryptidaddicted.com and or YouTube. That's where I am if you want to see it. Wonder, that's absolutely. I shall be having a look tonight while I have a cup of tea in bed and watch you. That's what I'm going to do. Megan Davidson, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, really enjoyed our chat and I hope you'll come back again, especially if I've got a question about some strange creatures. It'd be great to chat. Yeah, anytime. I love it. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Vet Fielding, and a huge thank you to all our lovely listeners for sharing their paranormal stories with us. Now, you can get in touch and share your own stories. Please don't be shy, because I absolutely love hearing your voices. Honestly, it really brightens my day. Here's the uh, contact address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. And as I said earlier, we are on WhatsApp, and here's the number 075 we are on social media on Instagram. It, the handle is at Paranormal Activity Pod. Now you can stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow, and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit this uh, uh, address. It's www.paranormalpod.co.uk, where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week. Stay safe. If you do experience anything strange, weird, paranormal, then report back to base. Remember, things aren't always as they seem. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.